Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Listening to the first edition of Listener Distraction Tales, where hosts Alex and Christy tell your stories instead of telling stories that we find online, because this just seems better and more fun. <laughs> and we're f- and it's so fun to get listener tales. So the way we're going to do it is as the following. We are hoping to do it bi-monthly, depending on submissions. And if you would like to submit. A weird tale that you have encountered. Maybe it's ghost-related. Maybe it's conspiracy theory-related. P.S. Don't send us flat earth theories because I don't really want to hear it. Uh, Or if it's true crime-related, send it our way. You can email us at weirddistractionspodcast.outlook.com. We'll gather them up. We'll read them bi-monthly, and we'll kind of go from there. It doesn't be long. No. The more we get, if we're small, then that's fine, too. Exactly. So without further ado, I think we should get into it. Let's do it. All right. So the first listener distraction tale that we are going to read is from Alex, and she is from the Hospitality Podcast, and her story goes as the following. Okay, you want something weird? Well, I've got something weird for you. I have a memory that pops into my head from something that happened when I was like 18, and every time it does, I try to find more information about it with no luck. Sounds like my high school years. (laughs) Every time I try and get back. (laughs) No luck. Uh, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in the Arizona desert. There were a couple small towns around mine, including a few that didn't make it over the decades. One day, a small group of friends, I think about four to five of us, decided to make a late night trip out to a cemetery of a little town that became a ghost town sometime in the 1920s. Spooky. Love Mm -hmm. the vibe already. While we were there, one of my friends, who grew up in a different historic nearby town, regaled us of lore about three witches who were supposedly active in this town and buried in this very graveyard. Uh, she explained that the witches' graves were the ones that were locked in some sort of iron fence plots, one of which is included in a picture which they attach, which I believe we're allowed to post when we make our post about this episode. Perfect. This was like 15 years ago, so I don't remember anything else about these witches aside that they were sisters. A little while later, I looked up into the only large tree and noticed three large dark shapes up in the high branches. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, It's very dark out there and this is totally by moonlight so I could not see what it was. Always a skeptic, I just wrote it off as there must be nests up there or something but damn those would have to be huge nests. 
Probably a half hour later, I looked up to the tree to see that there were now only two shapes up in the tree. Oh no. So something's moving. Something's fucking moving. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> we're standing in a circle that point just chat at that point just chatting. So I pointed out to everyone. Unfortunately, no one else noticed the tree in the first place. And one of my friends even jokingly accused of me trying to scare everyone. I laughed it off and tried to re- redirect my focus back on the conversation, but I was deaf rattled. Fair. <laughs> then over the next five to ten minutes, the temperature drops and it becomes and this is in capitals, freezing. I mean, like teeth involuntarily chattering freezing. It was really weird how quickly it dropped being it had been dark for a long time at that point and it was a warm time of year. I only remember that because I was wearing shorts, but then I realized that I was the only person that was cold. Ooh, everyone was totally fine, even though they were all standing within a couple feet of me. I was so unbelievably cold. I said something to the group and asked how they're not freezing right now. And they all confirmed that they're totally fine. And it's like 70 degrees. And she, Alex puts, what the fuck? <laughs> I try to ignore it. But after 15 to 20 minutes, I tell everyone that we need to go. Honestly, simply because I was freezing, but also because this was fucking weird. This was all well before the internet is what it is today. So I had no idea about anything to do with ghosts, let alone the cold spots can signal the presence of a ghost. For how contained the cold air was around me, was the third witch ghost just sitting around me? I guess it's kind of good that we didn't have the abundance of internet information because I probably would have been one of those stupid kids taunting spirits in the graveyard with Ouija boards. (laughs) Which, if you've listened to any of our paranormal episodes... We say Ouija boards are a no-no. Absolutely not. Do not fuck with those things unless you are a trained professional. And even then, it's... Bad news bears. Bad news bears. I went back to the cemetery a week later, but during the day. Smart decision on Alex's part. There was nothing up in the tree. No nests, nothing. Ooh. I wandered the graveyard looking at the different headstones. And from what I could see, remember, all of the headstones in the iron fence plots had sunk down into the ground. They were definitely too far down to get any information off them. And even the photo attached was listed online as unknown grave. Mm. I've been Googling this a lot lately, trying to find more information on any of this but so far there's nothing and it's a little maddening i hate that i hate that so much I yeah i just want to know what the fuck's up exactly come on google get it together <laughs> anyways alex says anyways hope you like this keep up the good work alexis oh it's alexis sorry alexis uh from his hospitality podcast my bad i thought it was just alex but i think it's alexis <laughs> either way thank you so much for your submission appreciate you so much glad you're okay and that no which ghost got yeah <sighs> that's scary as shit anyways christy hit us up with another weird tale yes our next installment is from alice which is from Read Into Something Podcasts. She goes, Hi, Weird Distractions. I'm glad you asked what's the weirdest thing that's happened to me because I've got a great story. Yeah. That's a great start. That's a great start. We (laughs) love it. Already here for it. In 2004, I was dating my husband. Kudos to being together. Aw. For that long. Close to midnight one summer evening, we were sitting in my car in a gas station parking lot across from a former amusement park. I mean, I, I'm here for it, but I'm also not here for it. Especially not at like midnight. Yeah. 
They still use one of the buildings there as a church and had security. What? But for the most part, it was empty. That's a weird. That's flex. a weird. That's a really weird vibe. <laughs> here's our old amusement park that no one uses, but also here's a, a church. church. And we got security. <laughs> I mean, go off. Anyways. The holler, as they call valleys in the Ozarks, was rumored to be haunted. <laughs> We're sitting there innocently minding our own business when this thing climbs up the side <gasps> of a former maintenance shed. What? So hopefully, just like a raccoon. <laughs> just a ra- hopefully <laughs> raged up. Like, it was just a raccoon. It's fine. It's just fine. a raged up raccoon. <laughs> it's a metal building, so it had smooth sides. Okay. This thing was the size of a car tire, Stop. solid black, no. and had an uncountable number of legs. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> I just picture a spider. Why? I hate it. Like a spider. Stop it. No. No. <laughs> and a centipede and a giant horrific baby together. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm sweating. My hands are so clammy right now. I hate it. <laughs> if we're going to get worse for you, you're like, that's my like worst nightmare. That's, that's five. <laughs> my actual nightmare. <laughs> so he goes, neither of us could say anything at first. We watched it all climb. We watched it climb all the way to the roof, then vanish into the darkness. We had to ask and confirm to each other what had been seen. Still can't explain it, but I think about it all the time. I've never seen anything like it again, thank God, and I'm sure. Yeah. Not that I want to, and I've seen some pretty weird stuff. Thanks for reading my rambles, Alice. Thank you so much, Alice, but also, what the fuck, Alice? At SCLC Podcast. Ah. Put that out there. Yes. That's, ugh. Alice. What's with the darkness and so far, and things, like, there's just these figures, and you see them with legs or witches so far? No, no, no. No, no, no. That's the vibes we're getting. I, we should have scared. We should have called this series the no series. The absolutely no thank you. All right, I'm up next. So I have a weird tale or a weird listener distraction from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is from the hashtag embarrassed podcast, which I like that name. Mm-hmm. Hashtag embarrassed. Story of my life. <laughs> Anyways, Elizabeth writes, Hey pals, so first, when I get excited about something, I am the absolute worst at proofreading. Same. So I ask you to spare your judgment at this time. Second, it should be known that my mom, sister, and I are amateur ghost hunters. Love yes, it. I forced. love it. A family that ghost hunts together together <laughs> sticks together. I just thought about that now. I don't think that's an actual thing. Dies together. Yeah, dies. <laughs> Potentially risks poltergeist activity and demon activity together. It's fine. Elizabeth writes, we love a good spook. If we hear somewhere is haunted, we will volunteer to check it out. Recently, my mom's church has been reporting... Oh, no. Reporting sightings of a little girl walking up the stairs, some weird shadowy figures on the security cameras, and some unexplained laughing. My mom and I packed up the night vision camera and the spirit box and posted up in there for the night just to see if we could catch anything. That's just the kind of people we are. And I love you kind of people. I'm just going to put that out there. We would love to join a hunt. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. A thousand percent. Third, you should know that I grew up in Jefferson, Indiana, which is the last exit before you cross the bridge into Louisville, Kentucky, aka home of Waverly Hills, aka one of the most 
haunted sanatoriums that still exist in America. Well, it's not functioning, but you know what I mean. Haunted, yes. Yeah, abandoned. She haunted. Uh, I have lots of friends who have experiences from breaking into Waverly Hills, <laughs> including little kid handprints on their car. But I was, wasn't was ever ballsy enough to sneak in because I am a law-abiding citizen and I was petrified of getting in trouble. I was going to say, a bunch of rule breakers they got going on there. I know, except for Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I feel we're on the same vibe. It's, you know, we want to go in, but we also... We don't do illegal things. Yeah, we don't want to get any trespassing, so yes. fair. Uh, one year, 15 years ago this July, we decided we were going to pay to do a four-hour Waverly tour. But in order to ensure that there were no strangers on t- the tour with us, you had to have 25 people to fill out the entire tour. So we did just that. We gathered 25 believers and t- but non-believers in our circle and booked it. This included my uncle's cousins, my grandparents... That's dope. That's so cool. I wish. Uh, some friends and family, our neighbors, etc. That sounds so fun. It does. Sounds like a lot of people, but as long as you get it like your own way. Like, I know mm-hmm. we went hunting and it was like randoms. We're like, I fucking hate we this. We got really annoyed really fast. Yeah. But I, we also hate people, <laughs> which is why we have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, also, side note, Elizabeth, if you ever do that again... Hopefully when the borders open, we would love to come with you and your mom and your sister and your family. Your grandparents. Your grandparents. <laughs> Elizabeth then continues to write, When we got there, they split us up into two groups so that it wouldn't get too crowded when we were walking through the hallway and visiting different rooms. Each group had a tour guide and one group started on the ground floor and worked their way up and the other group started on the top floor and worked their way down. Even if you aren't a huge ghost person, the history of the building is fascinating and our tour guides were super knowledgeable, but we were there for the hauntings that kept us all on edge. Eventually, our tour guide took us to the Hall of Shadows. There isn't electricity in most of the hospitals, so you have to use flashlights or the moonlight to guide you. All of the windows had been smashed out from vandals, so the natural light offered from a full moon is pretty decent. Anyway, in the hallway of shadows, you stand at one end and you stare down the hall. And within moments, you can see figures and shapes dart around. Human figures weaving in and out of doorways. It takes a few minutes to set in as to what you're seeing. Our tour guide said that often the shadows will latch onto someone if they walk down the hall. I'd, so, no. <laughs> we, we know where this is going. So, my friend volunteered to walk to the end of the hall alone and walk back. At first, he just walked down there and started walking back and nothing was happening. Then when he got midway back to the group, this big shadowy figure with a hat on started to rise behind him. With each step he took, the figure got closer and bigger. Oh, I don't like that. I don't (laughs) like that. Well, it reminds me of the hat man. Have you ever heard about the hat man? I don't think so. It's like a common, I think it's associated with like sleep paralysis. Uh, Anyways, eventually my friend was right in front of the group again and the figure just disappeared. We all saw it though and we all were in shock. No shit. (laughs) I wonder if if, like they knew it was behind them or not. Yeah. Or I wonder if anyone said anything until they like walk back. Elizabeth, let us know. Uh, Once we left the hallway, we toured around some more looking into different rooms, eventually ending up at room 502, the room where the nurse hung herself. It was a noticeable 10 degrees cooler in there, even in the middle of July. The tour guide told us that many people reported feeling sick to their stomachs when they walk in. However, no one in our party experienced anything like that. They took us to the rooftop where the playground is for the rooftop where the playground is. That sounds like fun. That sounds like a dangerous (laughs) idea. 
go off Waverly, uh, took us to the rooftop where the playground is for the sick children in the hospital. And you can see swings move when there was no breeze. Then at the end, we were taken down to the body shoot, which was by far the spookiest part of the whole thing, for me at least. It was very dark and dirty, and you get full body chills as you explore down there. I attached some pics for, for you from when we went, which I'll show you. And if it, I'm assuming it's okay that we post it, but uh, spooky. Love it. Hope this is at least an interesting start for you. I don't really have any, without a shadow of a doubt, stories from that visit. And I honestly feel like because there were too many people with us there. So, and that's something we felt when we went to Rolling Hills. I feel like it sucks that you have to fill a group, which I get for like payment issues. Like oh, things, yeah. But to book a private tour, which seems sometimes ridiculously priced. But you want to have your own space because you want to enjoy it and not have people running around screaming and being stupid. Like, okay, I'm actually trying to enjoy this. I actually, I came here to experience something. So I get where Elizabeth's coming from. Mm -hmm. But my mom and sister keep saying we are going to stay the night there one night, which you can only have six people with you for those. I'll send the info about the serial killer in my next email. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth, from hashtag embarrassed podcast. Please send that in because I am dying to know who the serial killer is. Yes. And once again, we'll extend this invite or this force invite. If you go back to Waverly Hills and you need people to fill up a group, please let us know. Preferably when we can actually physically. We be there when we can. Yeah, when the borders open up. Oof, that was a good story. Christy, you, you got another one? I do. So yes, uh, our next installment is from Tom, our Patreon member. Shout out. Thanks, Tom. The story goes, my story for listener stories. It's marginally and subjectively the most insanely boring story ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and really highlights why I don't do a podcast. We still love you. We still love you. <laughs> and my feelings won't be hurt if you don't use it. Well, we were using Plot it Plot twist, now. we're using it. So in the really in the late 80s and early 90s, I was living in San Antonio and I had a job at a body shop across from a taco place. That sounds like a great thing. That do. sounds like a great setup. Yeah, lunch and work. Exactly. To verify this, we were both in the 300 block of San Pedro Ave. Every morning, a few of us would meet at the taco house for breakfast tacos, coffee, etc. Seriously, it was amazing food and we often ate their lunch there as well. Nice. The owner, Michael Rodriguez, ran an excellent business and he was a great host with his wife, Teresa. Go by Terry. We got to know them well. So a nice summer morning, we arrived at the taco house was closed. No, this is just unacceptable. I don't. <laughs> Tom is cutthroat like, mm, nope, how dare you? We need our tacos. We need our fucking tacos, which saying that's a, that's, a, that's a normal response. I don't remember exactly how much time passed before we saw the police pull up oh, and the no. crime scene shop. <gasps> then Shit. come over and talk to us about Mike and Terry. But over the next few weeks, we learned that Michael Rodriguez had paid someone to murder his wife <gasps> after getting home from a night at the movies. Oh, shit. If you want more info about the murder, it's pretty public. Okay. Murderpedia, Ronaldo Ruiz, the hitman. Rodriguez, who until then had it considered a friend, oh. had shared more than a few meals with, became one of the Texas Seven and killed a <gasps> cop while escaped from jail. Oh, my gosh. Your taco friend. What? Is a killer. Is a killer. <laughs> taco friend killer. Killer taco friend. That's, My, a, that's a nice little tidbit. That's not boring at all. Yeah, Tom, what? 
okay, no, not boring. <laughs> Weird flex. <laughs> Weird flex, but uh, yeah, not boring at all. Thank you so much for sending that in. Yes. That we'll is, look forward to detail of that. Yeah, we'll have to, maybe we'll cover it someday. Really? You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. All right, I got my last one. So mine is from Josh, who hosts the Four Nerds, My Nerds podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh writes, hey, y'all, this is Josh from the Four Nerds, My Nerds podcast. <laughs> Hey, Josh. Hi. Uh, It was around 2008. My roommates wanted to go looking for orbs in a cemetery, as you do. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't believe in any of this. Sounds like me. (laughs) This is a Christy mood, if I've ever heard one. I told them, I know a really big cemetery. Let's go there. We had to park at the park down the road. We walk about a quarter mile down to the cemetery. It was fun and spooky, but we never saw anything. We start walking back and about halfway to the car, I felt something around my throat. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. For a brief second, I thought my throat was just getting tight. Then I thought maybe an allergic reaction of sorts until I could feel the individual fingers tighten around my neck. Oh, oh no. John. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I would just stop breathing. Yeah. I, just, I don't know how I would make it happen. I'd just be like, you know what? Just I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It stopped me in my tracks so suddenly that my friends got a good distance away without even realizing I had stopped. Tears filled my eyes as fear rushed through my entire body. It brought me to my knees. It was so intense. For a moment, I thought this was going to be it. Then it just stopped. We got back to my car as my friends comforted me. I could still feel feel where the fingers had been. It was the darkest and most intense thing I've ever experienced in my life. I took it as a warning to not do that again. I feel like that's a good sign that maybe (laughs) ghost hunting is not your forte. It's not your forte. Well, not your forte, but I don't know. Very your future. I wonder if Josh is a sensitive though. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe Maybe. he's maybe he's uh, like a like a sensitive being where ghosts just automatically you're drawn to him. Like Lorraine Warren, Mm -hmm. but not a a capitalist person. Yeah. Yeah. We won't go down that rabbit hole. Anyways, Josh writes, I hope this is the kind of thing you were looking for. Absolutely. Thank you for all your support, all the love in the world. Oh, thanks, Josh. Love your show. Your you and your co-host are thebomb.com. Thank you so much for submitting that. Thank you. That was okay. That was a little much for my my throat. Yeah, is anyone else's throat really (laughs) tight? Because mine is, and I'm really sweaty. (laughs) All right, we'll go into our last one we have here, and it is a two-parter from a friend of ours, Jessica. So first one we've got to dive into. My friend Laura and I used to spend our nights biking around Chesley when we were younger. I think when we were probably around the ages of 12 when this happened. We were biking down by the park and down in that area there was a trailer park on the water. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Always a good thing. Always. Continue. I don't want to say anything mean. A man started biking out of the trailer park. Kind of trailing behind us. So the bike faster. (laughs) <laughs> I remember he had long hair Ew. and he was wearing this kind of windbreaker jacket and he overall just gave us this uncomfortable vibe. It was the windbreaker jacket. <laughs> of course it was. A thousand percent. But we didn't think much of it at the time other than this guy looks gross and weird and then we just kind of carried on to wherever we were going. Fair. We seemed to see this guy pop up a couple times in the same area as we oh. were and wondered if he was following us. Oh. Sounds like it 100%. Sounds like a creeper. creeper. 
I think we really tried to see if he was for sure following us, so we took a couple random turns on the way home. Probably not the safest idea at the time. But a smart idea, just to validate. Yeah, like if you're un- unfamiliar with the area, figure out where you're going might be a little unsafe, but like to go off your regular trail, that's a smart thing. Well, yeah, because then you're, you know, if you have to make a police report after, you'd be like, no, this motherfucker was following me. We know he was. We know he was. Yeah. We might even have yelled at him a couple times (laughs) because we were dumb kids. Well, okay. Go off. And yep, he was still there. Oh. I think he was maybe yelling some random stuff at us as well, but I can't remember the details entirely. This was 14-ish years ago, so everybody is foggy sometimes. That's fair. We finally decided it was getting uncomfortable and went to Laura's house and probably told someone and just kind of laughed about it like, aha, that was so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Type of deal for a couple days and moved on with our lives. Years later, we see on the news that this man, Anthony Ringle, was arrested for the death of Christine Heron. Fucking small town shit. This is why, like, this not good we do stories near where we live, because then the stuff gets fucked up. Well, we, we, we do like telling some stories. Like, we've covered Christine. Mm-hmm. I though there's another case we want to cover. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's touchy. It's a touchy subject. We both had a holy shit moment no realizing shit. that that was the guy that followed us. 100% there was no mistaking it. And I don't think we'll ever forget it. We had no idea if there was a risk that night or anything. But all in all, it was super weird thing that happened. And I think it made us really think about what could have happened that night, yeah. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Or we braved that we were followed around by a murderer. Either way. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> well, okay. We followed around by a murderer. That's my story. That's what I did this summer. How about you? <laughs> That's our first tidbit. Oh. Then we're going to jump to a second story, a little spookier, based on some sleep paralysis. Oof. Since I was a kid, I can recollect multiple instances where I have seen figures when I wake up in the middle of the night. Okay. A few that I have really stuck in my brain have been these, as follows. I was probably like between the ages of 10 and 13. We used to live in this really old house that kind of gave me the uncomfortable feeling while being there. There were a couple nights when I would wake up and remember looking to the side of my bedroom and seeing a boy-like figure at the top right corner of my room. Absolutely not. Cool. (laughs) I remember being so petrified at the moment, I kept my back up against the opposite wall Kept eye contact with it and slid my way into my light switch that was on the other side of the room. Once I turned the light on, the figure disappeared. You know what that reminds me of? What? Uh, those memes that go around where it's, you know, it's like the first picture is of your clothes on a chair and it looks totally normal during the day. And then at night it becomes almost as if like a demon is just sitting there, but it's literally just a pile of clothes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what it reminds me of. But I know it's not that. <laughs> I, I believe yes. Yes. Our neighbors used to tell me they would see people walking around in the home. No. And, and we no. were not home during no. those times. No. Move the fuck out. I think. So ghosts? Or were you being burglarized? <laughs> A little bit of column A, column B. <laughs> I think when I was 18 or 19, something similar happened. Oh, but this no. time I'm at a different house. I'm sleeping on the couch with my boyfriend. I remember waking up suddenly and again seeing this figure standing right in front of me. Probably less than a foot away and the figure just slowly reached down and put its hand beside my head and I remember screaming and then it was gone. What? No! No! Let me just caress you and disappear. Absolutely not. This one was short and sweet, but it felt so real and I didn't think I'll ever forget. Yeah, I will never forget either. I would never forget that. I'm I'm traumatized. (laughs) 
A couple years after that, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, this time in my boyfriend and I's first home. I remember feeling stuck and I couldn't move and there was this massive animal-like creature that was standing over top of me. Absolutely not. And it had then bounced off the bed and nope. then across from the bed onto Mm-mm. the slanted ceiling. I grabbed David crying. He has... Aww. He says, I had my eyes open telling him about what was happening, but oh. wasn't totally there. Oh. Ooh. Oh. As if I was dreaming with my eyes open. Oh, man. Okay. Well... On a light note, this makes me remember of the TikTok you probably sent me a couple of them where the girl has like sleepwalking oh uh uh selena selena spooky boo and she's like attacking yeah. like plants and farting her, and farting in her, in her sleep that's a lighter note that's a lighter sleepwalking situation in comparison to jesus that's what that's made me think so for a second but completely side note so their first house because in case people don't know i i know these people we yes. know these people yeah so their first house it was i, I don't know when it was built but it's obviously an older house because it's in isn't Chun mm-hmm. Uh So I could see it being, well, I could see it being haunted. Maybe. 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 Anyways, I remember telling my doctor about these at one point, and I think he thought I was crazy. And I think he basically said I was just experiencing some sleep paralysis with hallucinations. And probably this happened my entire life. And all the times I woke up seeing things that I truly believed were real at the time. Now, fast forward about five years, and we're in our brand new house, just built. And I look into my daughter's baby monitor to see what I think is a figure, almost the size of a young child standing at the end of her bed. Gross. I keep trying to convince myself that it was just shadows and the way the monitor was looking gave me anxiety of having her in a toddler bed for the first time. Fair. Fair. A couple days later, I'm upstairs with her in her room after a bath. She went over to that spot I saw the figure in and she instantly got upset, ran to me and was pulling me, climbing me, fussing crying as if she was trying to tell me trying to get me away from something which made me think maybe it wasn't my anxiety after all okay what if what if the little boy that she saw on the monitor was a little boy from the first house that from the first sleep paralysis thing maybe the one that was jumping that was across her room Jess, I'm going to text you in a little bit because I'm worried. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's following you. It's, because some ghosts do that. They follow well, you. They're throughout like, your they're, life. They're like stuck to you. Yeah, it's it's literally, oh, I'm sweating for her right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's probably going to listen to this and be like, like what the fuck, guys? <laughs> what the fuck? You weren't supposed to diagnose me with having anything. You're supposed to read me. live for it because I'm living for it, but not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jess, for sending that in. Holy. Thank you to everybody yeah, for all your stories. Yeah, thank you, everyone. This was so fun. It's actually nice to do an episode where we didn't have to actually research anything. We didn't have to do deep dives or anything like that. We get authentic experiences from your scary stuff. We're still sweaty. We're still uncomfortable. We're still anxious. Like, it's still the same experience, just for less research. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear your weird encounters with the paranormal true crime conspiracy theory what have you christy how do they how do they send us this information how can they get their story read on air yes please people email us at weird distractions podcast at outlook.com again short and sweet or long whichever the more the merrier we want your story if you want to send us in a little tidbit maybe you saw a serial killer and later on they got caught if you want to tell us about maybe a scary sleep paralysis story or just a weird encounter you had with someone that after made you feel really weird give you the heebie-jeebies email us let us know it can be short can be sweet it can be a stephen king novel whatever it is send it our way we will read it we are hoping to do this bi-monthly because this is actually really fun Mm -hmm. uh and yeah if you need a distraction we got you Bye. bye